Hi, this is Perry Kurtz, and I wanted to tell you that I've got a new show coming out. It's called Happy News with Perry Kurtz. That's me. And it's going to be different because we're going to be bringing you the upside of life. That's right. The happy news to make you feel good. And each week I'm going to have my special guests. We're going to talk about their lives and comment on the good things. You can hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can watch us on Binge on This on YouTube. Welcome back to Roll 420 Nights. I'm Connor, and I'll be your game master today. Today I'm joined with Drew, Star, Hi, Alex, Always a pleasure, and of course, Brian, Marie Antoinette's first love, checking in. Well, welcome back, previous viewers, and hello to our new friends. To catch you guys up on last week's Adventures, the gang met a new member, Vince Vapor, pest control extraordinaire, um, as they moved through the dark and suffocating tunnels of this abandoned ship. Whatever it is that's out there seems to be stalking them, and they gave it their all, saving Hambone's life and seeing the creature burning and shrieking away. With liquor in tow, they hoped to save their butts and fight to get to a science convention apparently because we're still doing that um that's still happening so don't let the it's scientists all for science. Die, guys yeah it's all for science uh, Mer- meryl's really like the world's only hope at this point uh, we left off and everyone up on the third level so you moved to the officer quarters when clyde made a grisly discovery not only was there a gigantic harpoon of an unknown substance lodged into the wall but it matched the same weapon used to kill Captain Ship, discovered dead by Vince Vapor when he woke up from his pesticide-induced coma in the bottom of the Delilah. You guys are standing around, uh, just this huge spear lodged in the in the wall um, of the third floor of the officer's staterooms, and we'll pick it up right there. Well, the spear is now in my possession, right? You now have the spear, yes. We've already run a inspection on the spear, correct? I mean, you guys have kind of looked it over and everything like that. I don't know if anyone would like to try and do yeah, any further I'll, analysis. I'll go ahead and run a... Uh, I want to like, lick it. I'd like to lick it. I'd like to lick, lick, lick it. To make sure that's ice. Okay. Because um, maybe... So, okay, I'll explain my reasoning after I lick it. <laughs> what do I roll? You you don't have to roll to lick it. Um, you just can lick it. Um, I, I, and and I, and Brian, that goes for anything else, like my balls. Um, <laughs> thanks for hiring us, Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> you stick your tongue to it, and it doesn't taste like ice, uh, and it doesn't melt. But as you go to pull your head away, it is stuck. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. You know why? You want to know why, Connor? Why? Because I take out some liquor from my pocket, and I just pour it over my tongue. And I just, I'm just pocket liquor. The ones that I took in my pocket and the ones that I took off of uh, Vince. Or, I'm sorry, off of uh, Clive. 
and I'm just I look at everybody as if I planned it, and I go, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, this is it. <laughs> yeah, And you you pull your tongue free, you know, the liquor kind of you know frees it up, um, and you're just kind of like covered in just like rum, um, it's all down the front of your shirt that you've poured it poured it off, uh, and. It's it's cold, all right. It seems to stay cold no matter what this 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 pole, but it doesn't it doesn't melt. It's not it's not ice. Whatever it is, whatever this is, it's not from the ship. Let's keep going. So you guys kind of are poking around you know you find that there's there does appear to be another laundry room um and there also appears to be uh an officer's uh an officer's lounge so kind of something probably similar to the crew lounge that you found before and so you've kind of looked through these rooms um did we, did we find and, anything um not not anything of of I mean you found the ripped off door you found the uh you know the crystalline spear um you found there are some you know the, the rooms are some are very disheveled and are spattered in blood some are not um and then any, you, any legal paperwork or anything like that not not here no um, and these are just kind of pretty their officers uh quarters are know, there so any are. spare officer uniforms yes okay i'd take one that fits me and a pair of shoes that all right me. you you've got it what are you just putting that in your in your no no i'm wearing thing? them i'm wearing you're them. putting I'm it on switching my clothes out i'm who am i with is everybody with me right now that's up to everybody where is everybody i mean uh, we all stuck together right yeah. Yeah. So you guys are in this room with me. Uh, I'm with. I, oh, we, oh, will you look at this? Oh my! Like grandma on Sunday morning. And I like. I, I take it down and I look at it. You know, when I was younger, I took. I, I start. I, I, I take my shirt off, and it's so old, and it's such a greasy, old, sweaty shirt that it like almost peels off in pieces. And I'm like, you know, when I was a younger man, my father. I don't know if you guys know this, before I became a pirate, my father was uh was an alcoholic and uh, i'm just taking i'm now i take my pants off and i'm like and I, I ran away from home i wanted to join the army i'm like uh you know i throw i throw everything down but i didn't have the balls and then i take my underwear down and you know what guys this situation has really got me thinking about my life and i'm just standing there free balling looking at the uniform like a guy who's just found his soul and i'm like you know what I'm, i think i'm gonna make my father proud you know even though he beat the hell out of me I know this is what he would have wanted. And I and then I'm slowly putting each piece on and I'm like, and I want you guys to know, no matter what happens to me on this ship, that I went down like like a real hero. And like I throw it. Makes me feel like I'm back on the ship. And now I'm wearing a full uniform. Uh, so I go I <laughs> I go up next to Claude and like, how did you find the this guy? <laughs> it was it was more that he found us, ultimately, and until I, well, I mean that's that's a story for another time, but 
So, so you were a detective? Um, I've worn many hats under many circumstances and to many parties. I've been a detective, sure, yes. Why not? And then I, I just, I'm just sitting there thinking. Alrighty, and Hambone's all changed, and uh, you know, as you guys have kind of rifled through, through you know, all these rooms, you've also found that, you know, you, you kind of all find yourselves at this spot, you know, this kind of open area by these stairs. Could you do me a favor, uh, Connor, and describe the uniform? It is a blue, a dark blue uniform, um, very sharp lapels, you know, and very uh, firmly, like, starched so hard that it kind of crinkles um, with pleats down the legs on the, of the pants. Um, on the – there, it's – all sorts of different patches and insignias, but they're all in Norwegian, so you have no idea what they say. But there is kind of a star on on the lapel um, that seems to glisten and is 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 very very nice and attractive. You think with a white a white button down shirt and a and a dark blue tie that matches the rest of the of the uniform. Snazzy. I catch my reflection in a mirror. If only Mark could see me now. All righty. So. You guys head on up to the... I'm kind of lost in my memories. I'm kind of quiet. You know, everybody has their candles lit, and I'm I'm kind of suspiciously quiet. You know, I'm not my usual hand-boned self, and, you know, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about the the high winds and those dirty, salty mornings and those frothy nights with all my mates on that ship, and thinking about me poor Ma and the Widow's Peak waiting back for me back at home, and... I think about a little Timmy and little Susie waiting back at home, helping Ma milk the cows. And, you know, I'm thinking about Dad's tombstone, you know, and underneath the old oak. I just, I think about all that and I, I rub the little star on my chest and I give myself a little nod. Like, you've earned this, Tambone, you've earned this, you know. What I do want to do is, what I do want to do is this, is, um... Meryl, will you give me a Norwegian check? A nor- oh, I sure will. <laughs> that is gonna be a 98. Okay, so you, you have no idea what, what uh, Hambone's uniform says either, or what sort of offers, officer's uniform this is, or even, you know, the what the star means. Um, which is good, because I don't either, but I was gonna make something stupid up. Best uh, janitor. Lord, I on it. I thought it was gonna be that, but you know, it's probably. I hope it's something cool. But anyways, so you guys have you guys are going up to the fourth level, yeah? Yeah. All right. So you you kind of go up to the fourth level, and and uh, you find once again, you know, just cold and sterile halls. Um, this time on the outside are these two two life well two places where lifeboats were one one lifeboat is still there on a cursory check there does appear to be a captain's cabin as well as a bathroom and a day room um, a few recreational rooms as well as the quarters for the chief engineer and the radio officer um so this is sort of the senior officer's quarters these different rooms that you've got here is where the people that were really in charge, your radio man, your chief engineer, and your captain were, uh, as well as where the, the lifeboat is. Can you ping me? Can you ping us just for the... So you guys have ascended these stairs and find yourself 
right around here, you know, and each step up the stairs kind of echoes behind you. So, um, so if, are these like rooms labeled outside in the hallway? Can we tell what rooms they are? Yeah. Okay. So when I see the radio room, I go, oh, look, the radio room. Hey, we can send for help. So I go straight into the radio room. So you try the door and it is locked right now. Well, okay. not right now. It is locked. I try <laughs> kicking it in. Okay. Uh, give me a strength check. That's a D100, right? D100. Everything's going to be a D100 unless it's like a weird damage thing. These right, uh, nuts. I got a 29. All right. And you kick in the door and it just, the lock just breaks and, you know, goes flying open. Okay. 29 so, out of what, Drew? Strength. 70. 70. Go. Power is sort of your, um, like, is mental will. So something might make you make a POW check if it was trying to psychically manipulate you. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. And you kick the door and just the the frame of the a frame just splinters and it just totally caves in. Um, and, and there you are. What is presented to you is hard to have to look at. Um, mm. It is a bedroom, um, kind of a quarters, uh, not necessarily where the radio is, just where the radio officer would be and is just torn apart you know whoever was in here flipped over the bed and you know thrown all the clothes all over and there's just so much blood just clothes that are soaked in blood uh let's see can i tell if it's of a if it was a human that did it or something else nothing that you see offhand and you you can kind of investigate further but nothing you see offhand looks like it was an act of superhuman strength okay yeah can i investigate further on it um, how would you like to do that and you can just do like a spot hidden and look around or if you wanted to do something you know more like like a cult or something like that that would also be an option let's try spot hidden got a 20 out of 45 that's right because you're very good at seeing stuff because of the pest control stuff. All right, and so as you kind of search through this room, you find the radio operator, Mm -hmm. and he is laying face down in a pool of now completely frozen blood, his eyes wide open in horror, and in his hand he's gripping uh, a silver razor blade that he had used, like a silver straight razor that he'd used to slit his own throat ear to ear. I remove the razor blade, and it's one of those unfoldable ones, right? Yep. Kind of like a switch. Yeah, so I'll fold it back in, I'll put it in my pocket. Give me a sanity check real quick as as you right. see this, this horrible look on this man's face. I got a 70. So that is a pass. So you're going to lose one d3 points of sanity not too bad for a whopping one i gotta say you vince is really keeping it together here guys he's doing great and so as you you pry this razor out of this cold dead man's hands you know Mm -hmm. you hear his fingers cracking and and one even snaps off as you finally manage to pry it out of his fist Oh wow! Awesome. So the radio equipment is it not? Is it damaged? Is it in good condition? 
This is just his bedroom, but okay. his the radio equipment would probably be one floor up. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Then yeah, um, I'll just hang out in the room for a little bit, kind of investigate further. And you're. So at this point, I'd like to think that because we've all stuck together at this point, like we haven't said a single word. Like he's just gone into this ridiculous matlock. Like he's he's gone into this monk thing, and, and we're just literally just the whole time he's been doing this. Hey, you, tall, dark, and handsome, what are you doing? Trying to look for a radio. There's a dead guy here. And is he, we're in the room with you, right? Or where are we? Are you? I mean, we follow. We're, we're a team. We're a pack team. Okay. Wouldn't they have to roll? Not if you matlock the whole situation. Yeah. They just, they just like, they saw we, you run and kick in this door, and they're like, what the fuck? So they follow yeah, you. We're, we're with that guy. You go into the room and find the dead guy, and they're just standing there, like, in horror as you pry this razor blade out of this man's frozen hand and like all kind of recoil like nauseously as like his finger snaps off um but because they weren't like ground zero of okay. of this horror they're just kind of seeing you rifling around with this body okay what are you doing over there bro it, we, this could be useful as as i i pulled the the blade out of my, my pocket we may need this and as you kind of hold it out and wave it at them Mm-hmm. You see behind them is this silvery mass, this this creature. Um, and you've never seen anything like this. Um, one big yellow eye bearing down at them as it walks on its front arms, its two arms, dragging itself to them, its mouth salivating for the meal to come, just um, with a mouthful of gigantic razor-like teeth. Uh, Do I hear anything? Um, it is almost completely silent. I mean, you can make a listen roll if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, While she's listening, I instantly point behind the the party and say, behind you, watch out. And Drew, go ahead and make another sanity roll for me. As you see the absolute eldritch horror, eldritch horror of the Skeopod. Ooh, 92. Ooh, oh, that's good. In that opposite bad. world. <laughs> opposite world, good, yeah. My listening roll was 23, if that helps. Okay, what was, what's your listening score really quick? It is 40. Okay, so you also, you hear this kind of dragging coming behind you. And and as Vince points, you you hear it and you turn and you also see this thing. This thing that's all too familiar to you. Um, Vince, as you see it, you're so taken aback and you're so horrified by this thing. And because you failed your sanity roll. Yeah, that was me. Not too bad. Um, Because that could have been absolutely will snapping. Yeah. You see this thing and your your heart kind of starts to flutter, but you manage to maintain your composure. Okay. To try to steal my heart or you know try to calm myself down i hold on to the pocket where the mouse is i don't grip it hard i just make sure that the mouse is there to kind of reaffirm me and and it, it's kind of like my keepsake that keeps me safe safe like a security blanket 
you know what? I'm going to let this happen this time, but not every time. Okay. And just feeling, feeling the little mouse as it kind of, you know, squirms, uh, not uncomfortably, you know, but almost nuzzles against your hand. You feel, you feel like you can do this and you feel a little bit better. Um, and you regain a little bit of sanity. You're feeling, you're feeling like you can do this if for no other reason than for Mr. Squeaks. Okay. Oh, so it's us, right? Yeah, I mean, you guys have turned around and you see nothing. Um, Meryl, Wait, we, so we do turn around? I see it, y'all don't. Ass- assumedly, yeah. Because I mean, here's what I was going to say. I mean, we, after what we've gone through, I'm mm-hmm. going to assume if he says behind you or if Meryl says anything, we go into fucking war mode. I, I In my mind, I already have hades sneeze really quick position wise you guys are uh drew yeah or i should say um vince is in room 24 Mm -hmm. you guys are all crowded around this door kind of peering in and vince sees it crawling down this hall Um, all right what's the move that was my plan in abject terror barely able to move i was just gonna scream hades sneeze and we and we do it. We're there. I know right. the move, baby. I I, I right. just I I nod. I mission impossible nod her. It's like and uh, I I'm gonna go. I hear you, lassie. And I grab one of I grab a bottle of a hundred proof proof Everclear, and I take the picture of the naked stud. And I stuff it into. <laughs> uh, you probably should have prepared this, but I will say that you're. Roll for it. Give me a dex. Let's do that. Okay, so. Or sleight of hand, whichever one is better. All right, here we go. Dex or sleight of hand. 44. So that's going to be. 55. So we'll just call it 55. I hit a 44. What was the other one? Dex or grit? Or sleight of hand. 30. 30. Nah, we're going to go with the other one. All right, so and you you jam jam your your nudie pick in the bottle, and give me a throw to 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 hit it. And that is a seven, baby. Don't matter what that's. Wait, hold on. Out of what? What do you want? Out of Con? whatever your throw is, which I think uh, was twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. So that is what is called a hard success. So that's that's great. You throw that bottle, um, and it's flying true, and and Merrill and and Vince. As as it's flying through the air, you see this thing kind of raises its hand as if to deflect it, mm-hmm. and it slaps the bottle out of the air, and it slam the bottle shatters against the wall, lighting the wall of the of the room on fire. Oh, yeah. well, hold on. I would like to ask: Has um has Clive been? Pouring the trail of liquor. Uh, have we continued to pour the trail of liquor behind us? And is the creature in that trail? Ooh. Mm. Now, I'll, I just, I'm just thinking because if the creature's in the trail and it does some stupid shit like that, then it's, it you know. Will quickly, this, this entire ship will quickly catch on a lot of fire. Hey, man, we're about to have a dramatic ending. So do you, <laughs> did it happen? Clyde, have you been uh, have you been pouring the liquor this whole way? Yeah, this whole way. Alrighty, and so 
Because I'm, I'm this whole time I'm aiming for one of those lifeboats. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, this ship is expendable as long as we get one of those things in the water. You know, burn the whole thing down with whatever the hell's in it. You know, demon or otherworldly being or what have you. Let it all just go down. We, we have a convention to get to. <laughs> yes. This three-hour tour is over. All right. So, what do you think, Connor? What's the what's the what's all right? So, the the fire it's uh, the the bottle shatters against the wall, and it and the liquor starts to creep down the fire, following it not quite. And, and it's moving down the wall towards this puddle of liquor that the creature is in and that wraps through your path all through this all through this uh, ship. I guess all through the two, two three floors of the ship that you, you've been on. Um, and just the pungent smell of gin and Everclear fills the air. It reaches out with its hand. You, you, you would see it, Meryl. And grabs at at Clyde, trying to to smack at him. Basically, Clyde, I will give you a reaction on that. Um, as you feel this this uh, this hand or this force sort of coming towards you, just displacing the air around you. So um, you could dodge it, or you could um, try and fight it back. I don't think fighting it back will be a great idea, so I'm going to try dodging it. Alrighty. Sweet. That's 12 out of 30. Out of 30? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's actually, that, that is a tie. And so this hand, it comes by and you duck away just in time. And there's just this crash against the wall just beside you where it barely missed you. And as that happens, that liquor drips down and makes contact with that puddle. And the creature is alight. And this trail of fire goes ripping down the hall. And you can all see it, you know, more or less just, you know, those who can see it can see it. And, and those who can't can see the absence of fire that silhouettes it. And it starts thrashing about, beating against the, uh, the walls around it as it's set, set ablaze and it starts slinking off again down the hall, setting just the hall more and more on fire as it goes. I make a beeline for wherever I saw the last lifeboat. And of course, I'm shouting to the others to, you know, we need to get out of here now. So it is heading down the hall from whence it came. Um, you guys came up from this hall where those stairs are, which is now on fire. And this hall is on fire because it set it on fire. Really, everything is on fire right now. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I'm just, there's I'm no, just staring. I'm just staring. There's no the, fire in the radio man's room. Which number is the radio room? Twenty-four. Which 24. is exactly where you guys are. Yeah. There's an entrance and an exit, or just one exit. There's an entrance and a closet. Is the entrance on fire yet? No. No, not yet. How much time do you think we have? Or um, is there what? A, a matter of seconds, probably. I mean, you think this, you guys had been pouring liquor throughout this, you know, through uh, up these stairs is where you poured the booze. Yeah. You guys, you guys ready for this? Mm -hmm. You're not ready. Because <laughs> we mm -hmm. had to make a break for it, mm -hmm. which, you know, which is at this point kind of 
It kind of seems like the booty's up the booty, if you know what I mean. With my engineering prowess, mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. I identify any kind of like water pipes? There are a bunch of pipes that are to a CO2 system that will take the oxygen out of the atmosphere to put out any fires that are on the ship. I'm. Do I see the thing is now that it's on fire? Is it visible to us now? More or less. I mean, like I said, there's sort of a, a silhouette of where it is absent. Okay. So then in, if that's the case, we have to move fast on this one. How out of control is the fire? Hmm. Um, it is, I mean, the ship is predominantly made of metal. Right. Um, so it's so we're, we're just talking about kind of just like a trail on top of, of yes. this and like the creatures on fire. And it's crawling out of the building. You know, out onto this catwalk. Um, and at this point, it's made it even to the stairs. Of so the it's booking it. It's not coming after us. It's 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 leaving. And Okay, cool. All right, I thought that mother effer was coming after us. No, okay. it's, it's, it's trying to get away because you've set it on fire and it hates it. We don't just have like, much time. Just like uh, anything that doesn't like being set on fire, you know. Right. We don't, we don't so, have a lot of time. Someone needs to try and work that radio. There is no, I, I tell him there is no radio. Oh, oh uh, Neptune's something. So the fire yeah. is over here, right? Yes, and it's okay, and so, it will burn uh, out pretty shortly. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and while they're dealing with the fire, I'm going to go check the closet. Okay. Well, you're not in the radio room. You're in the bedroom of the guy that operates mm-hmm. the radio. Yep. Oh. In, Except I booked it to look for a lifeboat. You're running. Okay, you're running through the fire. Um, actually, yes. I'll, I'll wrap something around me, like a bed sheet or something like that, that I can kind of throw off if it catches. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to book it through the right. lesser parts of. The, I mean, it's metal, right? So I'm yeah. I'm just kinda... I mean, it's like the carpet and shit will be on fire, but yeah, for the most <laughs> part, you should be okay. Um, give me a con check. Wait. I, uh, before he does that, I want to help him. Um, how are you going to help him? I'm going to pee on the, the bed cloth. <laughs> give, gonna, me luck, give me I'm a luck. Give me a luck roll to see if you have to pee. <laughs> if I have to pee. I should, I should, <laughs> can you pee should, right now? Can you pee on demand at any moment? I, here's how I figure it. <laughs> I'm suddenly seeing this invisible creature on fire. And I'm like, oh my God. And like I'm backing up, I'm backing up, and I'm. And, and I should urinate on these bed sheets. I'm like, oh my god, I have to pee. And then I like see him, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. And so then I pee. So I'll roll a luck, but I just want to describe it because it was funny. Okay. I'm not gonna talk my way out of that one. <laughs> a twenty-two. Your inner R. Kelly. God, that that passes. Crazy. God, I've got to I've got to let this happen at some point. Yeah. All right. So Clyde, you have um this urine soaked this hobo urine soaked bed sheet. Pirate and then like soaked. I wrap him I wrap him in it. I throw it over his head, and I'm and I'm like, I just want to make sure you you make it through okay, Clivey. I'm sorry, Clive. We're not that close. Come back to me. I I mean, good luck, soldier. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck, brother. So still make a constitution check um, because that's to see how your body's feeling because you're about to run really hard (laughs) and has nothing to do with the fact that you're running through fire at all. It's just how hard you can run. Um, That's a, that's a 49 out of 55. 
All right, great. So you've got a nine speed, which is really, really fast. You are a very fast man. So you go tearing through this hall, um, and just like as you're running, you know, just the smell of urine is strong in the air as it's evaporating, and the bed sheet catches, um, and you throw it off of yourself, and and you make it kind of to the end of this hall, and you know, the end of the where the fire is. Um, meanwhile, Vince, you're tearing through this closet, and you're finding just all of these. All of these uh, just uniforms and and just like not radio equipment, but like radio repair equipment that the radio officer would have. And then in the very back of the closet, you see a book um, and it's it's in Norwegian, um, but it, it there's a page that is dog eared in it. I, I pick up that because I. I... I can't really pick up the radio equipment because it's still got all that liquor. Um, you know what? Now I'll just I'll go grab the book. So I've displayed it on everybody's screen. That is that is the passage. Um, it is of course in Norwegian. If anyone speaks Norwegian, I in fact do. Fancy that. So, what do you uh, know? So yeah, when when I find out it's all in Norwegian, I go. Anybody understand stand this language? I do. Okay, so like, so I hand her the book. Give me a roll. Read, read that now for America's favorite game show. Read that Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a nine. Oh wowzers, that's so great! And so you pour over these texts, and it just comes to you, Norwegian. <laughs> Smorgasbord. Yeah. Smorgasbord. <laughs> so why do you always end up being the translator star? The flugenflagen. <laughs> and I will give you guys a moment to read that. Clyde, I'm going to pick up with you. You burst out onto the uh, onto this outer catwalk where the the lifeboats are, and as you do, you glance over your shoulder and you see the, the, the you know, the, the flames that in, have engulfed this creature, um, and it jumps from the side, you know, off of this catwalk and dives into the sea, putting itself out. And you see sort of the, uh, again, the silhouette of where it would be invisible, you know, um, in the water as it circles the ship. I still have the... Well, it's not really an icicle, but I still have, you know, that, that spear-like thing, yes? Yes. All right, well, I, I mean, I hoist it up. I, you know, well, first of all, I, I, I set it next to me, and I try to work the winch that keeps the lifeboat in place. I want to make sure I can lower the lifeboat onto the surface of the water if I need to. And as I'm doing that, I have kind of wait for the others to join me, hoping that they heard me indicate I was making my way here anyhow. Um, and as I do all these, I'll, you know, I'll continue glancing at the water to see or to mark the pattern of movement belonging to the creature. All right. And so as you're working the winch, uh, give me a either a mechanical repair or a operate heavy machinery. All right. Between those two, I'm going to go for mechanical repair. 
Yeah, I was trying to see if there's in or if there's anything else you think would be a using a bizarre system of winches that you might have. I I don't see anything, but if you can justify using you know jump or something like that, I'm good with that. <laughs> Honestly, not in this case. Um, I mean, it's too different from an automobile control, so I couldn't use drive auto. I think the best thing I have is mechanical repair. Good deal. Uh, unless it's you know, unless I'm able to determine what it is and how to work it, it's a strength question. If it you know, if it's, yeah. any, if it's complicated in any kind of way, yeah. um, then okay. Well, I got a ten uh, out of ten for mechanical repair. So you know, you kind of you you figure it out, and you figure you know this lever kind of releases it, and this lever you know releases the hoist, and that you are able to then you know turn this wheel that will move it up and down, and you've kind of figured out how how this machine does work. All right, so I work it, wait for the others, and keep an eye on the creature if I can see it. And you see it kind of you know circling the ship as you do. And then it sort of takes point, more or less, in front of you. And the water becomes very tumultuous um, as there's a splash. And you don't see it anymore, almost like it's, it's jumped up into the air. And a glint, a, a shine almost like off of the ice, and it comes barreling towards you. It's shot some sort of an arrow at you. The arrow appears to be on course, flying directly towards you. Uh, how would you like to respond? I am going to try dodging it. Awesome. Dodge for me. This can get ugly if I fail. May the odds be ever in your favor. Let's hope so. 47 out of 30. It's going to be a no for me, dog. I, uh, I thought so. So what I'm going to do is... Alrighty. And this, it comes flying towards you. And nails you right, right in the shoulder. And, and knocks you down on your back. Knocking the wind out of you. Give me a con check. Okay. 48 out of 55. 48 out of 55. Okay, well, that's that's good news. So you remain conscious, but, you know, you're you're bleeding pretty damn bad. You, you, you lay there, this thing kind of lodged in your shoulder. You kind of pinned to the ground. At least you're lucky enough that it doesn't have a, have a shot on you any longer. I suppose I lay there and bleed. Guys and, guys and gals, so, uh, Meryl, you've... Do you scream anything out, or...? Uh, I probably shout in some kind of horrible pain. Whose name do you yell out? Hambone, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does that, is that cool? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Stumble on that. And so you, you know, you guys hear... I hear, his, I hear him call, call me. Thud, and then a scream. A man screaming out for Hambone! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no clive i start i i run not without grabbing another blanket or towel because I'm, I'm all about grabbing blankets and towels clive i'm coming i'm i'm coming brother 
and uh, you know the the fire's starting to you know burn down, but the hallway is 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 dreadfully smoky from you know the burning carpet and the the pungent odors uh, associated with with burning plastic and carpet. Um, give me a constitution check as you try and make your way through this dense fog. That's an eight, big dog. And you you hold your breath and you just walk through, you know, the, the flames. And with the power kiss, of love. <laughs> the flames kissing at the at the hymns. And you, you emerge, you know, from the smoky hellscape <laughs> into the icy uh, exterior. The, the rubber on your shoes leaving flaming footprints in, in your wake. To see your your companion, Clyde, pinned to the ground, uh, you know, arm twitching in pain, uh, pinned to the ground by this javelin. Clyde! <laughs> and then I'm like, Mara! Vince! He's hard! And I and I, and I start running towards Klein. I'm, uh, I'm coming, and I run to him. I take the towel and I I I, uh, I apply pressure. Oh, that is most excellent, my man. Roll first aid. And uh, <laughs> that's an eleven, dog. I will always love you. And I'm just I'm just holding it down there. Who will I? Who will always? Hit the high note. <laughs> Come on, I want that high. I kind of like reach up to grip the lapel of his officer, you know, officer suit, and I'm like, <laughs> my word, I've never heard the like of such music. You are a genius ahead of his time. Together, together. I see riches in our future. <laughs> riches. And then I like grab his face and I'm like, that's all I ever wanted to hear, Clive. And then I'm like, Mara, Vance, he's bleeding. So I, I get a, a Mara, I'm like, all right, we need to go. So I go, I get to the sound of the shouting. <clears throat> yeah, I'll bounce with him. Alrighty. Give me, give me con checks real quick. That should be okay. a problem for you, Vince. Uh, uh, Meryl, you might have a hard time. No, no, just, just they're walking through the smoky hallway. All right, all right, that's not so bad. If I know what my thing is, oh, I got a seventy-nine, so I should be fine. Yeah, you're good. What about you, Meryl? Ooh, uh -oh. I had a thirty out of thirty. Nailed it. Love it. Nailed and it. so you guys kind of manage to emerge, Meryl. Like you're coughing a little bit on the other side, with you know, kind of a black smoke coming out with each cough, but. You guys have you guys have made it out. As you do, another uh, arrow comes flying right overhead, and mm. you hear just this horrible, horrible like war scream. Um, and you hear thud on the deck as something lands on it of of the main deck. Um, Can I climb? see it? Yes, and you see the creature lands on the deck. And sort of slinks its way over to one of the hatches, pulls it open, and drops down in. Mm. All right, I'm gonna 
point to the hatch, it goes down and say, there, it went there. Clyde, okay. you're feeling a lot, well, not a lot, but you're feeling a, a little bit better now that the bleeding stopped, and it has stopped. Your arm is still not going to be very useful, um, you know, because there was a huge bolt through it. Um, but they have managed to bandage up the wound and kind of get this, get you off poured, of this I've poured alcohol. I've poured alcohol on it, so it's sanitized. You Actually, know, handbone, make me, uh, give me a medicine check. Another one? No, uh, this is good news. Uh, not first aid. Give me a medicine check. Oh, oh let's do. I right, just roll a d hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof, bound to happen. Seventy nine. And uh, that would just have given him more health points back. Is is what happens if someone is injured? Um, you can do first aid immediately to recover some, okay. and you can do medicine afterwards to recover even more. Which Very I cool. would say, Clyde, you are definitely in the need of medical treatment, although you are stable um, at the, for the time being. Okay. Okay. And you'll, well, you'll be able to move and walk. You know, you're not in a wheelchair or anything, but, you know, I wouldn't try and shoot with your left arm. I pick him up by one arm, by one arm, pick him up, and I go, it's a good thing you have that staff, isn't it, brother? <laughs> and, like, I, 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 like, hit him on the side of the arm. You, you salty son of a bitch. <laughs> and I like I like wipe a tear away from me. Don't you ever scare me like that again. <laughs> and I tell him, you know, I won't scare you like that. I'll probably find another way to do it. <laughs> All right. So what do we what do we do, guys? Uh, so I go. Well, it looks like he needs some medical attention. Let's head back. See if we can get something to help him out. Is the ship still burning? Like, has the fire spread to any other vulnerable areas of the vessel? It has, for the most part, subsided. Um, and while you're not for sure, um, you know, judging by there not being any smoke pouring out of this area below you, it's probably not spread to the to the floors beneath. Okay. Okay. Let's let's review, but not in a way that would break character. Let's review together. Our team plan. And I I kneel down like a team. Uh, and I'm like, okay, huddle in, huddle in, fellas. You know, uh, huddle up. Okay, so we're here for the booty. Uh, Captain Ship is dead. Done. Captain Ship, out of here. We, we need the booty. How are we achieving that goal? What are we doing, Clive, or anyone I'm just kind of a little lost because I'm I'm a I'm a hobo pirate. I kind of weakly point to the lifeboat and I'm like, the winch works. We can use the lifeboat to get out of here. Okay, so we're getting out of here. Uh, is there we? Are we gonna are we giving up on the idea of booty? The only Do you want to fight the monster for it? Well, here's my thing, right? I, I, we went through all of this, right? We're already... I just feel like maybe there's something else going on here. I mean, what did the, what did the Norwegian thing say again? What did that book thing say? It says... It happened one morning that Carl's nephew and his men noticed up above the clearing a kind of speck as it were glittering back at them and they shouted at it. It moved. It was a psyopod and hopped down to the riverbank of which they were lying. Thorvild Eric, the red son, was sitting by the rudder, and the psyopod shot an arrow into his gut, 
He drew out the arrow. There's fat round my belly, he said. We've won a fine and fruitful country, but we'll hardly be allowed to enjoy it. Thorvald died of his wounds a little later. The Cyapod skipped away and back north. Karsveni and his men gave chase, catching sight of him every now and again. The last glimpse they had of him, he was leaping for some group the other. Karsveni and his men then turned back. One of the men sang this ditty. Do it! I think I was I was really expecting that you would just yeah. go all the way with that and dive yeah. into it. So yeah. I mean, right, started so like men when chasing. I tell you no lie. A one leg racing the seashore by, but this man wonder could son of a trawler cause Fanny Pay Ponder escaped at a gala. They concluded that those awesome. mountains, which were, <laughs> <laughs> they concluded that those mountains which were at hop, and those that had now discovered were once in the same range, and that they therefore stood directly in the line with each other, and extend the same distance on both sides of Stromfian. I hope that's how they pronounce everything. Our poor Norwegian fans. I know they're gonna hate us for that. <laughs> All right, that's what it said. It's not hop. It's hoop. <laughs> You guys are so silly. It's Hjankentufen, not Schmagenfrafenbufen. And I'd be like, damn, dog, I'm so sorry. See, at least I didn't do anything like that. I could have, I, I, if you, I paused it after Arrow and I was going to be like, there's a fat around in my belly. We have won a fine and a fruitful country, but we'll hardly be allowed to enjoy it. And, and, but I wasn't going to do that. I could have done the whole thing like that. Is right, that what Norwegians sound like? Do we even know? No. Fuck if no. I know. If any of our fans can review us if they want, but no, I don't know. You're getting like closer and closer to Borat. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye, bye. Here we go. So that's what you read. Yes. So that's what you've got. I mean, you guys have this Norwegian text. This thing is this weird, ancient, arrow-shooting sea beast. Okay. So they chased the sheep, this the beast, uh, but the main wonder, cursed son of a trollop. So you guys are also welcome to ask for an idea roll if you aren't really sure where to go. Just it, yeah. would you like to, would you like to know the mechanics behind that? Sure, I'll roll an idea roll. Everybody so, can ever can we all roll yeah. one? No. So one person is going to roll the idea roll, and that should be the person with the highest intelligence. Yeah, not me. <laughs> if I don't think that's whoever. If you pass, you have a really great idea. If you fail, you have a really great idea later at a, <laughs> at a bad time, right? So, for instance, what should we do? I'm not sure. Let's continue down the path. And then you fall into a pit and break your leg, and you're laying in the bottom of the hole, and you go, you know what? There was a signpost back there that said west to town. Um, and the harder that roll is going to be is uh, based on how much you guys should already know that. Like if I already told you and I go, and you realize that the Skyapod's weakness is Pepsi. And if and there's a whole shitload of Pepsi downstairs. And if only someone just poured Pepsi on it, it would die. And then you guys go, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then an hour later you go, what are we supposed to do? I'm going to fuck you guys on this. No wonder the boat can't start. The whole fuel tank is filled with SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm before we do that. I'm gonna at least tell the party. Uh, Clyde, Clyde's wounds look pretty serious. We should probably get indoors and and get them fixed up before we do anything else. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. But you can go ahead and roll. I, I'm I'm assuming. Uh, Meryl, like Meryl Streep. Come on. Meryl Streep. Okay, I can remember <laughs> that. Thanks. Okay. Do I have the highest though? You should. I have. I should, but. Everybody check your stats. I have a 70. I have a 70. So we're equal. Oh, wow. Huh. Does everybody check their stats? Yeah, my, mine's super low. Mine's like 40-something. I don't even need to check it. Oh, uh... I don't know, Star, are you feeling lucky? Punk? I might be. I, I feel like she's the more astute person in our party. So I would <laughs> bet my money. All right, All right. Let's let it ride, bro. Let's do it. And that's a 68. Woo! By <laughs> the skin of my teeth. You're, you're one good. off for winning the game. One off from a dope number. <laughs> All righty. So as you sit, you look at Clyde's injuries. Um, you remember that there was a medical room a few rooms down a few levels down that was pretty well equipped you also remember that there was a door that you couldn't get into on the first floor that was the co2 room full of all sorts of air canisters or you know compressed air canisters that could take all the oxygen out of an environment after the creature had slid down into the sealed tank okay so i remember the co2 co2 room and what was before that and the medical room full medical. of medical supplies for medical Clyde who needs medical attention. Okay. I will uh, come to my sudden realization and say, oh my god, we, we already passed a medical room. Um, and that said, by the way, Meryl, there are definitely more than one way. To, there, there is definitely more than one way to skin a cat with this thing. I mean, maybe to expand on this idea. You guys have beaten on it, and it has hated it. I mean, it goes running. It does not it it's definitely taking damage. It's just big and scary and painful. Um, but you're on a ship full of cranes and fort trucks and all sorts of flammable things as as well as compressed gas is very it's very possible to rig up a trap, especially if someone were to be good at rigging things up. Yes, indeed. Or a good rigging up sort of person. <laughs> um alrighty. So yeah. I say we vote vote go to the uh infirmary. And I'll I'll also share what I remember about other rooms that we passed with gases and such. And so as you guys sort of move through through the, the halls of this now increasingly ruined ship, um, you make it down to the infirmary, past the crew lounge. You know, walking past that door that's ripped in from the first time this creature attacked you and you get to the infirmary Clyde's still bleeding a little bit but you know not bad he, he definitely needs stitches though um, and as you go through all the medical supplies you find um, you know a set of sutures as well as some some silver thread that's used for, for suturing things especially in olden times they would use like a, like pure metals because your body won't reject them. So they've got some silver thread in order to suture his wounds shut, if anyone can do good medicine. 
<laughs> a one. Yeah, right. Oh, I have a 41. Is that it? Is 41 uh, the best one? I only have a one. Alrighty, Meryl, you're going to try and stitch up old Clyde? I will try and stitch up old Clyde. <laughs> I'll help. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so Star, what'd you end up rolling? I rolled a 67. Oh, shit. What's your um, medicine score? 41. Mm. Do you want to try and buy that down with luck? Let's do it. All right. So 67 minus 41 is math. <laughs> Six. Twenty. So it's 26 luck to buy that down, Miss Mansfield, which I will deduct from your, your total luck total. Your total luck total. Leaving you with a whopping 19 luck. All right. Really good. Don't ask. That also makes you the least lucky person in the group. However, you've I'm managed the smartest. To, and the smartest. So you've <laughs> managed to to stitch up. Just um, you know, more by luck than than skill. You managed to stitch Clyde up pretty good. Um, and Clyde, you're feeling feeling actually a, a a good bit better. I mean, I wouldn't say that you feel fantastic, but you feel like you got hit by a friggin' freight train, but you're you're up, you're moving, you're definitely kind of weak in your one arm, but but you'll be all right. Wait, what? Uh, did he get hit in the left shoulder? Yeah, left shoulder. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Yeah, so in you the- are you are right. He is all right now. Hey. <laughs> so what level are we on? You guys are on level two. All right. So with that being done, I throw Clive. Uh, I look at Clive and I'm like. Are you ready to get off this godforsaken boat? I say we kill it and be done with it. The hell with it. Kill it, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> when did we turn into... I, like, look around at everybody. Can I take a, just a quick second here? When did we turn into the saviors? And when did we go from finding booty? I tell them, listen, this thing, this thing is in the water. It's got only one goddamn leg, but it can swim as fast as a fucking porpoise. But it bleeds. We've seen it bleed. We've seen it hurt. We've seen it suffer pain. And it's standing between us and that goddamn booty. How is it standing between us and the booty? I'm not trying to put a front up here. I just want to know, do we walk away from this situation with a piece of paper that says we own the ship now? Or do we literally have to find a way to get the ship out of the ice? You have to bring thinking the too deep ship here. back. Yeah, you got to bring the ship back if you want to say that you have the ship. So is our assumption here is this creepy monster. I'm looking around at everybody. I'm like, I'm on a roll now. Is this creepy monster, is it icing up the ship? Is this why we, how are we moving the ship after this is done? Huh? I look around at everybody in silence. Yeah, look at that. Hambone coming up with all the big questions. <laughs> how, what are we going to do? Vince? We'll take, we'll take as much booty as we can and claim Captain Ship's ship. The man is dead. Oh, tits. You're right, brother. I, I, I'm like, ah, look at you. I slap him where, where, he's, where he just got stitched. Yes, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. Uh, let's let's do it. Ah, this guy. And uh, yeah, okay. So if that's the plan, then shouldn't we search the other part of level four? Yeah, let's do it. But before that, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, drop down the sack of liquor. I'm like, first we need to prepare. 
You know, there's one thing I've learned with killing pests. You always have to be prepared. And I start taking bottles out. And I said, let's make more of those. What did you call them? Hambone? The old Hades sneeze. Yeah, let's make those. A couple of HSs coming right up, brother. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. And I pull it out of, of people that we have on us, women and men. And I'm like, I've got plenty of Tinder. And like we all start popping them into different bottles. <laughs> Alrighty, and you guys are just, you guys have set all your shit down. You're just, you know, shoving these things into bottles, right? Yep. Shoving them into bottles. And I'm like, oh, hey guys, you know, I know we're, a, we're a, an unlikely crew. You've become sort of a family to me, and I don't really have much left for me at home. You know, you know the ma I tell you guys about all the time? She's not real. I, I don't have a mother. I, I don't, I never knew her. I, I'm a wanderer, a ronin, if you will. And, uh, you know, I just want to say as a ronin, I, I really love you guys. We get out of here. Uh, I say we take captain's captain ship, and we and we go to the science fair together, and we win first place, and then we we hit the high seas, and we go looking for the biggest booty of all, the booty of true friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so we make moves towards the other side of level four where all the dry goods and the beer and the oh my oh my, well i don't know that the beer is there yet but over on that side level four level four is way up way up high up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all right so you guys work your way up the stairs and what you guys are just all carrying a bunch of molotovs now yep yep okay right. it's, it's molotovs and candles or are we not fucking with candles anymore or what are we no we still have candles baby and is candles it, oh, right? out do do we have do we have a lighter or do we have... We always have the Zippo. So. We have the Zippo? Okay. Yeah. Clyde, you just got the Zippo in your pocket. Yeah, I still have the Zippo in my pocket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> these these entrancing monologues, man. I was just... That's it. Meryl, are you, um, are you molotov or are you uh, butter knifing? I, I will have them all top this time. Seems like a better bet. Cool. Alrighty, and as you guys are kind of ascending the stairs, you know, uh, you end up kind of ascending the, the external stairs because, you know, all the smoke that's kind of in, in there. I mean, it's not, you know, crazy, but, you know, given the choice between, I mean, I guess that's up to you. Do you want to go through the smoky inside or the not smoky outside? Not that's smoky outside would seem easier. You guys are kind of walking up, lugging up all these Molotovs and things. I would like to also mention that we are again setting a trail of liquor. Okay. And with each level as you as you move your way up, um, Clyde, you notice the scayapod is it, it'll you can see it now, and you'll see it'll open up a hatch. You know of the of the three uh, cargo holds, and it'll open up one and s- slide down into one, and then open up and slide down to another and it's just kind of working its way through these various holds kind of a lot slower now and a lot you know in you can tell that it's in pain that it's hurt um but you can see it as clear as day all right i point towards it and i try to get the others to see it and look at it and mark its movements no one sees it damn it um not even you meryl okay well i just tell everyone i see it i see it it's wounded now's our chance 
whatever we have. And I kind of point at it, and I'm like, is you know, is there any chance anyone can throw a Molotov cocktail directly at it? I mean, is there any way to just start chucking things at it? I mean, you can throw, but it's going to be hard. I mean, you're on the like fourth level of a superstructure throwing something at the other side of a cargo ship. Oh, and that well, I mean, in that case, there's nothing people can throw. I mean, not successfully anyway. I just yeah. kind of keep pointing at it and just I tell everyone what I see and how it's moving and where it's going. And it seems kind of less concerned with you guys at this point. It's definitely nursing its wounds. I mean, still behaving predatorily, you know, if, if given a chance, it'll take you out. But now it's having to be a little bit more defensive. I kind of I turn to Hambone and I'm like, Hambone! Five, talk to me. Listen, it's hurt, but the goddamn thing is still a hunter. It's still a predator. I want you to use me as bait. I want you to leave me in an open place. But just keep close. When it comes for me, man, I'm counting on you. Finish it off. Throw something at it. Do something. Kill it. Listen, man, now's the chance. Use me as bait. I'm offering myself up. Never done anything good in my life, but watch out for scumbag and rapists and murderers. Redemption was never in sight, but I can see it now, Hambo. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in these flames and the stars above the ship. But let me tell you something else, Hambone. If it kills me, man, if it kills me, there's a piece of me I want dedicated to science. Meryl will know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. I'm stunned at the act of, of this man, and I'm just like, hush, Clive. You're tired. And I, I, we start going to level four. We head up to level four. So up on level four, you guys kind of, you know, search around. Um, you find the captain's quarters. It looks sort of like the radio operator's cabin, but nicer and not destroyed. It's well taken care of. You know, he's certainly a man of routine. Um, his sheets tucked in appropriately. You find the captain's log, as well as a, a silver letter opener, some paper and pens. So you flip through the captain's log. It, the last thing mentioned is that they hit the iceberg, you know, accidentally. And that some damage had been done to the ship, but it should still run fine. Then as you move on to the chief engineer's cabin, it was a tidy room, but it's full of blood-stained towels. And, you know, the, the front room is just an absolute mess. There's a large desk, and on it there's a handwritten note. Um, it says, CO2 bottles, question mark, crane, question mark, scattered hmm. with all the papers, as well as a deck plan of the entirety of the ship, which I will now reveal everything on the ship that there is to know. Looks good. Oh, yeah. Yay, it did reveal all the areas that it's supposed to. Holy crap. Look, here's the key, <laughs> so you know... What all the pieces are. <laughs> and it's there. Zooey. Zooey mama. Um, and if you guys would like to see the exterior plans of the ship, I have those as well. All this silence is going to get edited out, so it's not going to matter. Honestly, the part that you're kind of like whispering, you go, I'm just trying to figure out what all this is. Is like perfect for we just found the map of the whole ship we've been wandering blindly through. Yeah. Well, so, I'll be damned. So 
with the the notes, you there's O2 tanks or CO2 tanks. There's CO2 bottles, so that's a pressurized gas that's right. used to take the air out. Um, you know, you have to be very careful with something like that because in an enclosed space, if you were trapped in it, you could asphyxiate, you know, relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, or, and then the cranes, which are, you know, very heavy, strong lifting cranes. Someone who knew how to operate machinery would, would be able to, you know, use them to do whatever kind of ship stuff. Yeah, the the crane. Do we know where the cranes are located? Yep, they are all on the outside of the ship. And actually, hang on. Here's the full view of everything on the ship and what's inside of it. There's even a, a bulldozer as well as a fork truck kept down in the in the cargo hold. Whoa! And the engine is all the way in the bottom as well. All right. So ACD starts playing. ACD CD starts playing. It's like I've never driven a bulldozer before. <laughs> and so we leave our heroes as they gaze across the map, their minds reeling with plans and plots for the undoing of the ghastly creature that has hunted them on this barren ship. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today here on Roll 420 Nights. Let's start. Drew, how, how was, how, what'd you think? What'd you think about it today, buddy? Oh, I loved it. It was fun. Uh, mysterious. Wow, I like it. Um, a lot, lot of stuff to unravel. I can't wait to unravel it. Definitely looking forward to this. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. What about you, Alex? How are, how are you feeling about it? Well, as a fan of the Cthulhu mythos, I liked a lot of the nods to Lovecraft's fiction. Well, mystery and terror on a boat, lost at sea, you know, unknowable creatures uh, attacking unwitting heroes. Um, it was good stuff. I liked it. Can't wait for the next session. Star, what about you? Yeah, it was great. I like how, you know, we're all slowly getting to see the monsters and realizing that it's not craziness so far that we know of so far and brian uh connor uh brian here reporting live from the end of the call of cthulhu game i gotta let you know buddy this game has really really been riveting you've got everything from love to unrequited relationship emotional moments to somebody almost dying from a mythical arrow i've got to say connor that i give it four out of five stars as far as my review is concerned and i highly let everybody know if they come into the area to come and check out this spooky ghost ship because you're never going to know what surprises you might find around every corner and of course we look forward to you checking in on our other podcasts uh this that and the other reading ronin Sam of All Trades, the esoteric, eclectic uh, music extravaganza, and of course, Roll 420, the high fantasy adventure, headed by Drew, the banana hammock, the dungeon master extraordinaire. He taught me everything. He raised my first son that's not even been born yet. I don't know how he does it. Woo! Nicely done. Nice. Yep. 